Welcome to The Gone Show, the show where my guests and I explore anything and anyone that is now gone or might as well be. On tonight's episode, it might be dark out, but because of this person, you'll be able to see just fine as you make your way down that brick or cobblestone road. That's right, we'll be talking about lamplighters. And now, joining the world and beyond from the Gone Show studio in the American Midwest, the host of the Gone Show, Bannon Backus. Good evening. Welcome to the Gone Show. Tonight, I'm joined here in the studio by Jay Stewart, John Mad Jack Mitten, and Orson Escanaba. Jay is a brain in a jar. Hello. John passed away in the United Kingdom in 1834 and now manifests himself as an oversized mouth and mustache. Good evening. And Mr. Escanaba is a Yeti. Yes, and as usual, being here is tolerable. That's awfully good to hear. Wait, just a moment. Do you hear that? What is it that you hear? Is it the sound of a wild yak grazing? I don't hear anything. Exactly. I expected that intern of yours to be calling already. No, after he had called the studio so many times during the recording of our last episode, I decided it might be best for us to go our separate ways. Well, keep your chin up. Not everyone can be a born leader. Thanks, I'll try to keep that in mind. If you decide to try again, I'm sure the next person that you hire will be a better fit. That may be the case, Jay, but it won't make much difference. Whomever that individual is, he or she will still be incompetently managed. That is the crux of the issue. I really want to say something right now. Why don't you? Because it rhymes with crux. Naughty. So instead, we'll just move on with tonight's topic, which is lamplighters. Oh, lamplighters. Finally, something from my day. Are you going to make me ask what it is that we're talking about? That would be... Unwise. A lamplighter is the name given to someone who has the job of lighting, extinguishing, and maintaining street lights. I forget that your species has poorly developed night vision. In that case, I assume that Yeti have excellent night vision? Yes, a Yeti is able to spot a falling snowflake from 100 paces on a moonless night. Wow. Uh, Yeti eyesight is something to behold. Hence the saying, more judgmental than a Yeti on a sunny day. So based upon my research, the role of lamplighters really took off in the early 19th century. Prior to that, streetlights were usually fueled by something like whale oil or kerosene, but by the early 1800s, a way to fuel street lighting with gas had been invented, and this led to many more street lights, which of course led to lamp lighting being a much more established career. 
and I'll be the first to say it. Lamplighters have some of the most pleasant faces to wake up to. I don't follow. Well, I'm aware of the high regard in which you and others hold me. So, what I'm about to say may surprise you, and it may not. But there were times when I had, oh, I don't know, overindulged. Only to find myself lying against a lamp post, being awoken by a friendly faced lamplighter in the wee morning hours before sunrise. You're right. I'm shocked. As a matter of fact, at the risk of completely shattering the virtuous image that people have of me, I'll say that I even came to know several lamplighters by name. And I'm sure the same was true for them. They probably came to know you as that drunken asshole. Philip would never have referred to me in that way. Uh, I must say, even though I don't know much about lamp lighting, lamp lighter seems like a very romantic profession. Uh, walking down a lonely street, either spreading light in darkness or preparing for the rising sun. Yeah, I totally agree. It does seem like a very romantic job. So with gas streetlights, a lamplighter would wait until a certain time around dusk and then begin to go from streetlight to streetlight, lighting each light with a flame at the end of a long pole. Then come morning, a lamplighter would extinguish those lights using the same pole, and if the lamplighter knew what was best, would take that pole and use it to beat any passed out drunk that he or she came across right over the head. Yet another calling you didn't miss. Alright, before we talk more about lamplighters, we're going to take a short break. We'll be right back. Karate, Taekwondo, Brazilian Jiu-Jitsu. The dangerous times that we live in make it more important than ever to be trained in martial arts like these. But who has the time? It takes years to become skilled in a martial art. And meanwhile, you're still vulnerable to bullies, robbers, and thugs. That's why I've developed the Fight Dirty Self-Defense System. My name is Steve Dudge, and with the Fight Dirty Self-Defense System, I'm going to share with you all of the skills that I've learned from my experiences as a bouncer, state penitentiary inmate, and Union Scab. The Fight Dirty Self-Defense System is available to you on a single Blu-ray disc where you'll learn the best method of faking an injury before delivering a strike, how to identify the best dirt to throw at someone's face, and an extended segment where I'll show you how to quietly, in any type of environment, approach someone from behind and deliver a devastating punch to the back of the head. Visit my website, Steve Dudge Media, where you can order the Fight Dirty Self-Defense System. And if you order today, I'll throw in a free copy of my book, Sucker Punching Me, Myself, and Steve, a collection of free verse poetry. So don't delay, and remember, don't hold a grudge, just learn from me, Steve Dudge. Welcome back to The Gone Show. Welcome back to The Gone Show. 
Tonight, I'm joined by Jay Stewart, John Mitten, and Orson Escanaba, and we've been talking about lamplighters. Now, it probably comes as no surprise, but being a lamplighter was not a full-time job. However, it may have taken more time than you'd think, and it did require commitment because streetlights needed to be lit and extinguished at the same times, even during bad weather. In fact, maybe especially during bad weather. And according to my research, the maintaining of streetlights was what took up most of a lamplighter's time. A lamplighter was responsible for keeping streetlights clean and functioning, especially since taxpayers would be irate when gas was being fed to a streetlight that wasn't lit. Uh, That makes sense. In doing my due diligence, I was able to find one source that says, in the late 18th in New England, a lamplighter was responsible for between 70 and 80 streetlights and was paid $2 a day, which accounting for inflation would be about $50 today. Uh, That's not too bad. Yeah, I didn't think so. I wasn't able to find any information about how much lamplighters were paid in England, which is where my mind goes to when I think about a lamplighter, but I did find that at one point, the number of gas streetlights in London numbered in the tens of thousands. I'm getting this D. Another interesting bit of information that I came across is that some lamplighters supplemented their income by gathering up rare bugs that had been attracted to the light from streetlights and selling them to bug collectors. Your species is quite weird, isn't it? I suppose it can be hard to argue against that sometimes. Anyway, Lamplighter was seen as an honorable, trusted profession, and even though the job was usually passed down from father to son, women were also known to be Lamplighters. Ew, if only. Wasn't there anything more dangerous about this occupation than bugs and drunken Englishmen? Not really. From what I read, the only real danger came when a lamplighter had to be up on a ladder doing something with a light and a buildup of gas exploded, which would knock back the ladder and, of course, the lamplighter. Yes. But instances of that were rare. Oh. Anyway, as you would imagine, the invention of electric light began to do away with the need for lamplighters around the turn of the last century. And today, there appears to be only a handful of lamplighters left, which some communities still have for the charm and the novelty of it. Uh, That sounds pleasant. Yeah. I wonder how they are at wake-up calls. Speaking of calls... Hello, caller. You're on The Gone Show. Hello. Ew, for the love of... This already sounds like another crazy person. You knew you attract nutters like streetlights attract bugs. Yeah, I sure do, John. Hello, caller. Who is this? This is Lamplighter Larry. I heard that you were recording an episode about lamplighters. So Lamplighter Larry said to himself, You should track down the telephone number of that show and give them a call. 
Yeah, we're not really a call-in show, but I suppose it has sort of become an unwritten policy. If someone takes the time to find our telephone number, we'll take the call. So you're a modern-day lamplighter, Larry? That's right. Well, thanks for calling. That's awesome. Um, Would you be willing to walk us through what you do as a lamplighter? I'd love to hear about the job from an actual lamplighter. Absolutely. Every day I gather up my equipment and go to one side of town. And right before the sun goes down, Lamplighter Larry says to himself, Let's fucking do this. (laughs) Okay. And I go to the first street light, use my ladder to climb up to the bulb, unscrew the bulb until the light goes out, and then screw the bulb back in until the light turns back on. Then I climb down and make my way to the next street light, and repeat the process. I told you. So you don't maintain gas street lights? Oh, I'd love to, but they don't really have those anymore. You do know that most street lights nowadays are electric, don't you? Yeah, I know that. I just don't understand what purpose it serves to go around every night unscrewing and screwing in the light bulbs and lamp posts. I see. Well, the reason is because it makes me happy. Okay. When I first became a lamplighter, most nights I was arrested before I was able to unscrew and screw in even ten light bulbs. But now the police just drive right on by, and other people honk their horns, and people walking wave and say hello. And Lamplighter Larry says out loud, Good evening. And to himself, Lamplighter Larry says, This is a good thing. I... when you put it that way, I guess that does sound like a good thing. Sometimes the act itself is not the most important thing. Is this person a Lamplighter or not? I think I understand what it is that you're saying. So do I. Yes. Quite right, Lamplighter Leary. He hasn't really said anything. Well, it sounds as though I may have provided some illumination there in your studio. And just in time, too, because it's time for me to tend to my fucking street lights. Good night, and remember, no matter how dark it gets, there's always a light up ahead. Good night, Lamplighter Larry. Uh, it's been a pleasure to share in your radiance, Lamplighter Larry. You, sir, have awoken me like no other Lamplighter. Wow. I find myself with a lot to think about. I feel different spiritually. What? I think that saying anything more would only sully the words and darken the light that Lamplighter Larry left behind. So to my guests and listeners, especially Lamplighter Larry, thank you, and until next time, good evening and good gone. He didn't even say anything of substance. The Gone Show was produced, created, performed, and written by Bannon Backus. The Gone Show is a presentation of BoomTube, B-O-O-M-T-O-O-B. All rights are reserved. Visit BoomTube online at BoomTube.com and Facebook.com slash BoomTube Network.